Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you for joining me today. I hope your day is going well. Uh, it's Monday for me, so I had to tap into the, one of my espresso blends because, you know, Mondays are made for espresso, or I guess more accurately, espresso is made for Mondays for me. I just need that extra push over the cliff, you know, to get to get things going. But uh, yep, it's a uh, new day, a new episode. And the question that I have for you is, have you ever had a goal, you know, where you thought to yourself, if I could only reach this goal, you know, I'm, I'm going to be happy when that happens. And it doesn't matter if it was a job or a car, a house, anything that you can think of. And then you get the thing. You work hard, you accomplish the goal, and it just quickly becomes your new normal. You know, I, uh, I remember the first car that I bought. You know, I'd always driven really old used cars. And then I finally got what I thought was a professional job. And I, I went out and I bought a new car. And you know what? It was great for like a month. And uh, I'd get in the car and I'd think about how cool it was that I had accomplished this goal. But then after like a month, it just quickly became normal. And my happiness just returned back to where it was before I bought the car. Does that sound familiar to you? Psychologists call this the hedonic cycle or hedonic treadmill. And it's this uh, cycle that people get into where, you know, we strive, we attain, and then our expectation levels go up. And we all have like a baseline of happiness. You know, when something good happens, the level goes up temporarily. But eventually it returns back to where it was before the good fortune. And this can create a negative cycle because when we get the thing we thought would always make us happy and then it doesn't, there's a void. And what do most of us do when that happens, when that void hits? We think of the next thing that's going to make us happy. And it just turns into this never-ending chase of emptiness. The uh, flip side is also true for bad things. You know, like if you get sick or your income level goes down, uh, maybe you sell that car and downsize. In those instances, you know, we have a period where our happiness decreases, but then it goes back up to our baseline level again. In both of these scenarios, it takes about three months to level out to where we started. This is a fascinating concept to me because before I'd heard about this, I just thought that humans were insatiable creatures that were never satisfied. But it's more complicated than that. You know, goals are great and it's in our DNA to desire and expand. But it's crazy to think that we can just simply gain some material possession or financial success and be happy. When we think of really rich people, it's easy to make the assumption that they must be so much happier than the rest of us. The research tells us that the people with exorbitant income and assets, you know, the top 1%, there's relatively no difference in happiness levels of the really wealthy and the people with average levels of income. There was a study done of lottery winners, and it looked at the happiness level right after they won. And as expected, immediately after the win, 
they were euphoric. However, after a period of time, they returned back to the level of happiness prior to the lottery. And also, the study looked at the um, paraplegics, people that had gone through an extremely unfortunate, life-changing event. Immediately after, they reported depression and unhappiness, and you know their quality of life dropped significantly. But just like the lottery winners, they returned back to their baseline level of happiness before the loss of their uh, use of their legs after just a few months. So what's the takeaway from all this? Happiness is cyclical. Freud said happiness comes from contrast. I mean, have you ever been in one of those situations where you couldn't eat? You know, maybe you were too busy or on a trip. And um, then after a long period of time, you finally uh, get home and you have something really simple like a sandwich. And it's more delicious than maybe like a five-star restaurant you went to. That's the contrast. And understanding this concept makes it easier to attract happiness. This is one of the reasons I love stoicism so much. You know, the central idea is that it's not about what happens to you, but it's about your response to the circumstance. You know, when something unfortunate happens, instead of immediately getting swept up in the emotions of feeling the loss, it's best when I just think about what good could come out of this. And I got better at this by engineering ways of feeling uncomfortable. And these may seem like trivial small things, but they have been very beneficial for me when it comes to summoning that stoic mindset. Humans are incredibly adaptive to stimulus, and it's all about toughening up and seeking out the things that most people avoid. You know, things like cold showers, fasting, going for a long walk on a hot summer day. The Wim Hof breathing technique is another. You can actually lower your blood pressure by practicing the Wim Hof method. You know, the impact of exposure to the cold as well as the Wim Hof breathing techniques, it strains the muscles in your veins. By placing a controlled stress on the body and the mind, if you're talking about a cold shower, it triggers your body and mind to adapt. I remember this coworker of mine a few years ago laughing at me all the time uh, because I fasted all day. He would say, why do you make life harder on yourself than it has to be? And it just, it totally broke his brain that I made the choice not to eat until like three or four in the afternoon. And when I did, I would have something simple like a few bananas. I didn't have an answer for him back then because I didn't understand stoicism. But by subjecting oneself to a stressful controlled environment in small doses daily, we become more adaptive to real life stresses. By doing these things, it's easier to stay rooted in gratitude. And that's the escape from this hedonic treadmill, is by appreciating the life as it is. It's great to set a goal and achieve it, but attaching some fictional story of future happiness to a material object is insane. I've been listening to this phenomenal podcast called uh, Transcending Thought, and the host Luke gave me a new perspective on something the other day, and it ties into this concept of the hedonic treadmill. He talked about how we view time 
most of us as linear, but it's actually not that way. So when we set a goal, you know, we, we think of the fulfillment of that goal off into the future. And what happens is we focus solely on that point in the future. You know, we roll that proverbial rock up the hill each day like Sisyphus and we grind towards that goal. He says, instead of viewing it this way, imagine that we are fixed in the present moment and time is moving through us and that the goal in that future, it already exists as a future version of ourselves and it's moving towards us. And what this does is it takes away that constant yearning to get out of the present moment. And all we have to do is be consistent in our actions and just stay rooted in the now. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. Check the show notes. I'll include some uh, links on how you can find the Transcending Thought podcast, as well as ways to find me. Uh, the best way is on Twitter at the Coffee Buzz PC. You can also email me at the Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, the show notes are also going to have my uh, latest and greatest playlist on Spotify, so uh, don't miss out on that. And if you want to check out all of the past episodes, you can find those at the coffeebuzzpodcast.com. Thank you again, and I will talk to you next week.